Terminator 2. The future warrior brought back to save our world. His mission, to destroy the evil T-1000. In his mobile assault vehicle, Terminator scours the streets for his deadly foe. Adios, amigo. It's the ultimate confrontation as power-armed Terminator faces certain death, only to return stronger and more powerful as techno-punch Terminator. Hasta la vista, baby. Terminator 2. I'll be back. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? Justin, today we are joined by somebody who has fixed so many of my NECA turtles when they have fallen off shelves. Uh, he has a new motion comic coming out soon. We are joined by a good friend of mine, Andres Gallegos. Andres, how are you? I'm doing quite well, guys. How you been? I'm very tired, but good. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on the show. Like, honestly, like, uh, you know, I've been, been wanting to do this one for quite a bit, actually. And, you know, I just love all your stuff. So, yeah, no, this, this is great. <laughs> so we're going to be talking Kenner Terminator this week. But before we get to it, uh, Blake, did you get any toys this week? Justin, you know well, full well that I did because I picked up toys that you got for me. And uh, that is the, the Trog and Graniter TMNT NECA animated figures. And let me tell you, they are incredible. This is the anime. I've been doing just the movie Turtles. The animated line is one that I sort of opted out of, mostly because it's impossible to find in California. They're tough to track down. There's just so many of them. I feel like the movie line will end one day and I can just complete the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, I could not ignore these. These are characters that are just hilarious in the old show. And they're figures that are just great. The paint job is incredible. The molds are so unique to anything else. And they just pop on the shelf. They're, they're, yeah, they're thick. They're hefty. They're some of the most impressive things that I think NECA's done with the line so far between Metalhead Krang and these. I, I, it's one of a kind, really. So thank you for picking those up for me. Any time. You get anything new this week. I did. I am now buying another line of toys, but as you may know, there is a new wrestling league, wrestling federation group on TNT called AEW, and uh, Jazzwares, Jack Pacific, I don't know how many names this company has, they've made a line of AEW figures I am in, and I picked up all of Wave 3 over the course of a couple of targets this week. So here I have uh, the Young Bucks, and then I have a Darby Allen here, uh, which the paint job on the figure is just fantastic, especially for a $20 figure. Looks just like him. Lots of really great detail in the toy. And then... One that I was actually kind of surprised I walked into a store and found hanging on the shelf. I thought this would be harder to find. It is Orange Cassidy, the King of Sloth style. Huh. Uh, Blake, I think you'd like Orange Cassidy. His character is that he uh, just doesn't care or put any effort into his wrestling matches. That sounds just <laughs> like how I treat our podcast. Uh... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You will be Orange Cassidy of podcasting. <laughs> that that'll be my uh, that'll be my gimmick now. When I have to explain why we haven't grown as much as I want. Well, I just you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in on AEW now. I picked up a set of, C- of series three. I picked up Pentagon and Phoenix from series two, and uh, it looks like I'll probably be getting all of series four and five. So here we go. It's just starting, man. Just starting. <laughs> and these are the first ones I found in store. I never saw Series 1 or Series 2 in stores. But uh, I was out looking for Rat King and uh, oh. walked into a Target and bam, there was a full set on the shelf and a full set at the next Target and a full set at the next Target. So it was a sign. <laughs> Andres, what about you? Have you picked up anything new this week? 
Uh, yes, actually. Um, I just got my uh, my neck a crang, actually. Um, they're all over back home. I'm cat sitting over at a friend's place right now, so I would show you. But uh, I did get the neck a crang that I know you got, Blake. And that thing is fantastic just with the amount of accessories that it comes with. Just some of the stuff that you even forget about the show where you're like, oh, yeah, Krang, at one point, he did wear a towel on his head and all this other stuff. And you're just like, wow, the NECA uh, really goes all out with their accessories. The amount of things that that comes with and like deep cuts to the cartoon, the shower yeah. head, the towel, the two guns, the chainsaw. He, he's like he's just finished a round of Metroid. He's got every <laughs> upgrade he's going to get. A buzzsaw, the I don't even know what you call them, chain balls that come mm -hmm. down. The maces. It's insane when yeah. you look at all the things that they've packed into that figure. And it and that's another one that at like $35 retail, it just, how could you not? It's Oh, yeah. They're really bringing to life all the things when I was a kid that I wanted that either didn't exist or I didn't have. And it, it's, uh, it's incredible. Now, I don't yeah. mind a $30 price point on those single turtles when they come with so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean even even in their two packs, they do a good job of having the you know Dimension X characters, unwanted posters, the floor mat and Splinter and Baxter, the computer with the changing face. There's just so the it's more care than I think anybody's really put in. But we talk about turtles a lot on this show because there's just so many of them. But that's not <laughs> what we're gonna do for the rest of this one. As Justin said, it is time to get into some. Can Actually, I do. Before we do that, sorry, <laughs> I do have one more turtle thing that <laughs> I need to bring up. Uh, so, Blake, you were saying that, you know, you get some of the cartoon ones, but you're mainly collecting the movie figures. Yeah. And I know where this I, is going. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quite the dilemma. Uh <laughs> This past week or last week, uh, NECA announced this year's loot crates. And it's five. Basically, if you subscribe to the Ninja Turtle loot crates for the year, you'll get over the course of the year five exclusive figures. Two of them are animated. One is video game. One is comic book. And one is movie. Have you put any thought into what you're doing about this? Because I know it's been quite a dilemma for me. I think that I've jumped the gun on my decision because I immediately got the movie box. I immediately went, I'm not going to need the other ones. I immediately got the movie one. I then realized that it's Armageddon from the arcade game, which is uh, as close to tournament fighters as I'm going to get. So I, I then went in and did that one. And then, you know, I don't care so much about the Mirage figures, but Mutant Shredder, I'm sure, will be very cool. And uh, it's it's Donatello, the dark Donatello, his outfit from the cartoon. And the fifth bonus one is, uh, I can't remember, but it's another Toon character. And I feel like now that I'm halfway in, I should have just gone for all of them. <laughs> but is there like a price break? At all four, yeah, I, I think I think you get um twenty bucks off on like if you used to buy all five of them all at once, I think it actually saves you the cost of an entire figure. Whereas if you go for them one at a time, it actually does rack up quite a bit because I was I was facing the same exact dilemma as well too. And same thing with Blake, I I jumped the gun and I went for straight for Danny in the movie figure line. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, it's Seriously? Danny. <laughs> I I have the opposite dilemma in that I'm not buying the movie stuff. So Danny's the one that I don't really care about. Um, so I feel, I feel like I'll probably, it would be easy to sell it if I, well, I go I was going to say, in. Justin, we might have we messed this up. We probably should have just split it and just yes. divvied up the figures <laughs> that we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to be the offer uh, I was going to make, but uh, since you started with, I jumped the gun uh, <laughs> too late. Uh, you want to split it with you, and uh, I don't know. I, there's no I think way. I'm all in now, and I'll just sell that Danny. The, the one that makes it difficult about being all in is 
the the comic book one because like if it was a cool not that the i guess i'm saying that these shredders are not cool because i was about to say if it was a cool figure like i'd like a black and white triceraton or if it was like fugitoid or somebody like that but i'm just not into a weird shredder but I guess I'm going to own one. Cause I do kind of want this Donatello, the dark figure. Like there's sort of enough other things in it, but there's just enough that I don't care about that. I'm also like, well, I guess that's it. But the only, I did jump on it. Cause the only movie figure I don't have is the spirit of splinter, which is now like $200 on eBay, which yeah. I'm just not going to do. Uh, there's another eBay figure that I might buy that I've been debating about, which is the um, Super Mario Tokotoko figure that's exclusive to the <laughs> Universal theme park that is currently $100 on eBay. And I feel like if uh, I can get a stimulus check or my taxes back, I might buy that ridiculous figure. Just Don't to spend have. too much on the Mario because eventually it'll be available at the theme parks here. Well, I hope so, Justin. Including one that's right down the street from you. This is true. It's right there. <laughs> you literally live on the same street as where the Mario Brother theme park is going. So, so there right. you go. I can be. So you're saying I should buy the Splinter then? I wouldn't buy it either. I bet. Well, we'll see. I sort of like my own dumb thing is like the variants don't count. I don't need to get yeah, Shadow Master or Shredder. But 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 there is that one variant for the TMNT2 Shredder, the Walmart exclusive that I actually think looks better than the one that they actually have um than than the one that they released last year. Like I I I just love the detail on that Shredder and that metallic finish. It's something that's equally as imposing as it is cool. So I'm actually in, I'm actually in that boat where I'm just like, oh my god, where am I going to get that freaking um that uh that variant shredder that looks freaking awesome in Walmart? <laughs> That'll be a little easier to get, I feel like. Hmm. Maybe. Well, who yeah. knows? Maybe maybe NECA might just put it up on their store. Yeah, I feel like they're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Things are getting more accessible through NECA. I feel like. They've yeah. heard that nobody, so many people are unhappy about this. The scalpers are crazy. They're they're figuring it out, COVID notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's uh, been turtle talk. <laughs> Blake, before we move on, I want to uh, talk a little bit about this Mario figure since you brought it up because it's awesome. <laughs> it's incredible, uh, Justin. Yeah, do you want to explain to people? like what this is and what it does. So yeah, it's a, it's basically an exclusive for the theme park. It's a, it, I think Togo Toko is the right name and, and company and brand. And, and right now the only place the theme park is open is in Japan, is in Japan. So it is a very high, there's two of them. It's the same figure, but in two boxes, one comes with a red Koopa shell that'll follow them. And the other one is in a warp pipe. And if you, it's a wind up walking toy. That's what these like old Toko Tokos are. So I like it both from a Nintendo aspect and from a like classic vintage, how these things used to go. And it, it's felt. So the detail on yeah. the overalls and the shirts is something that Jax hasn't done. The Amiibo aren't doing. There's not really been another Mario figure like this. And if you take off its clothes, it's it's a terrifying Android robot where the legs are because it's just the wind up iron legs. It's great. But it's about six inches, I think, between four and six. You wind it up and the warp pipe pops out. It's it's a kind of a beast of accessories and detail. And there's just not enough Nintendo product out there for me. And I'm worried since Toko Toko is such a Japanese specific company and type of toy that we won't get this in the America Universal Studios down the street that we're going to get some like jacks with a new hat this oh, is my concern I mean, okay you know <sighs> you do have a good point I bet we could turn to uh, podcast the rides Mike Carlson for a possible answer to this uh, so we'll get to the bottom of that uh, I knew there was going to be tons of cool Nintendo merch for the theme parks, but I never knew there would be 
an action figure. And it's great. It's perfect. It's so cool. I definitely want one. I have a feeling they're coming here. Uh, why miss out on that sort of opportunity to make that kind of money? It would be such a unique thing to bring to American collectors also, because we don't get a lot of that style of figure here anymore, if if ever, really. And one last thing on the on the Nintendo Mario front, it hasn't been confirmed, but there are very strong rumors and there's even like artwork out there that there's going to be a Nintendo store at Universal City Walk here in Los Angeles uh, way sooner than we're getting the theme park. So that could be any time now. That could be, you know, this summer. So you won't even have to go to the theme park. You'll be able just to go up to City Walk. And well, Justin, Gavin Newsom said podcasters are essential businesses. So if that means we can get our vaccines... <laughs> And get to this store. <laughs> I think they're going to go by listener count. We're going to be pretty low on the. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Are we ready to get into the meat of this episode? Yeah, I was, I was trying to connect. Uh, He's got robot the... legs, Justin. I threw it out there. <laughs> no one grabbed it. <laughs> Universal had a Terminator 2 attraction. There's so many ways we could have transitioned this. (laughs) I'll just cut to an old Kenner Terminator commercial. He's traveled across time and space. Finally, he's here. The ultimate Terminator. He looks mean. He sounds mean. And with the awesome hand blaster, he's a real mean machine. The ultimate Terminator for the ultimate Terminator adventure. So the Kenner Terminator figures, Andres or Justin or myself, tell us about the history of these figures. When did they come out? What were they doing? This was just Terminator 2, if I'm correct, putting it around the early 90s. And what were these? Take it from here. Go. (laughs) The baton's been passed to our guest. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, um, pretty much this entire line of figures started off in 91, and it was actually not too long after the movie had come out. And what they ended up doing was they ended up releasing at least like maybe four or five figures that if you it was three or four different variants on the T-800 itself, a John Connor on the bike and a in uh, two variants of the T-1000 as well. So it's about six. Yeah, it's about six figures down the line. And a lot of the stuff that they packed into these figures was not even remotely what they could do in the movie. Like the T-1000, I'm sure, could not shoot missiles out of his ass, which is a literal thing. Like if you Google images of the T-1000, he literally shoots rockets out of his ass and his ass pops out, which is just so just strange and weird itself. But um, so back in 91, these figures initially came out. And then around 93 is when I started getting my first round of these figures, actually, was when they re-released the entire line, but just repainted in like a very gray camo looking uh, aesthetic where they called it the um, the Future War series. And then as we were talking about with um, Universal Studios, they actually released, um, you know, Terminator 2 Battle Across Time. And then what they ended up doing was they ended up re-releasing every single one of the figures that was in wave one as a part of this theme park tie-in that actually was available in like Toys R Us all, all over the country, I, I assume, because I mean, I mean, was called I was living over in Connecticut at the time, and there was tons of these uh Terminator 2 battle across time figures all over the place. So yeah, it's it was when you really boil down to it, it was maybe about four or five years worth of stuff that just kept getting re-released over and over and over again. Not unlike the storyline of Terminator 2 in every (laughs) movie now. We just can't help but just remake that story over and over again, guys. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it was a a very simple, basic line of toys uh, that came out, you know, in 91, around the time of the movie. It's pretty standard... For your like early to mid 90s Kenner 
based on a movie toy line where that it uh it seemed slightly half-ass <laughs> uh they didn't go about getting any sort of likeness rights so it doesn't look like Schwarzenegger in any way shape or form um yeah, and then they just re-release these figures over and over again. Also, another running theme with these early 90s lines is that you would have five or six of your main character, in this case, Terminator. You would have one bad guy, in this case, the T-1000. And then you'd have another side character that was always impossible to find. With every single one of these Kenner movie lines... And Mattel movie lines, you always had that side character that was usually a woman or a, a kid that you couldn't find. And with this line, uh, it was the kid. <laughs> Which is weird because the woman and the kid in this franchise are the main characters. <laughs> and there was no Sarah Connor. Um, again, that would have, you know, that would have required like a female buck and all certain we. We don't need to get into any of that, but there was no Sarah Connor. Um, the John Connor, I I bought this whole line, but never found the John Connor. So I have the whole line still in the packaging from 91. The John Carter just never made its way my way. <laughs> really? Because because I, re- I recall seeing Connor quite a bit over in Connecticut, but it was part of the... Um, the T2 battle across timeline because they re-released all these figures again. I mean, did you collect them all from all from the same year or were they yeah, kind of like, a mix? I was just getting the original T2 movie release figures. So mm-hmm. by the time he was re-released, like I was done. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're kind of like, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm already through with the slide. I'm all good. <laughs> so off when it went from movie to future force. Yes. Yeah. Future force. But, um, but here's the, here's the other question that I had, because since you were collecting all these way back when, did you ever collect the bio skin um, Terminator uh, kit thing that came out? So that is the main thing that I wanted to talk about when you mention this as a topic because uh so yeah so on top of the initial line of figures there were also a couple of vehicles that came out uh in that first wave there was a motorcycle uh but then there was this playset that was by far like the most interesting and innovative thing that this toy line did and I feel like this playset alone is a good reason to talk about this toy line. It may be the only reason to talk about this toy line. No, no, a- a- absolutely, dude. Like, there's still tons of people out on YouTube that find them on eBay and unbox them just so we can see them just playing with this kit. And it's it's freaking incredible. Terminator. Robotic endoskeleton, the bioflesh regenerator. Activate! Now you can create your own Terminator with the bioflesh regenerator. I'm back to protect. Yeah? Think again. Battle damage. I must return to bioflesh regenerator. Add flesh compound. Activate! You are in control. Terminator created. I'm back! The bioflesh regenerator comes with two robotic figures and bioflesh compound. Basically, what it was, was it was a kit that came with um, five, no, 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 it was four um, uh, Terminator endoskeletons. But the main cool thing about it was that it was basically a playset that was recreating the skin grafting on the um, on the Terminators. So what you would do is you would actually mix up like a, like this, like, very silicone like it smelled like seaweed i remember that as a kid it smelled kind of rank and it smelled like something where it was like oh god like immediately you kind of want to toss it out right afterwards but what it was was that you basically mixed the solution and you dumped it into a mold along with the um the terminator inside of this uh skynet molding thing and then basically you would just uh press down the plunger and then it would create this 
synthetic flesh on the Terminator. And you could do like the bowel damage that's in the movies and all this other stuff. You could get really creative with it too. And it was just, it was, it, it was something that was just like, holy crap. You don't see that type of stuff today. Like it was simultaneously just a toy, but it was also kind of, to a certain extent, like a chemistry kid, if you really look I, at well, it. Well, that was such a big thing in the 90s was these mm-hmm. like beyond figure, almost science experiments. You had like creepy crawlers. Yes. You had so many Nickelodeon spinoffs of, of foam and gack and ooze and slime that were and flubber. I remember making flubber. Yes. After this movie came out. So I'm not surprised that they tried to create some sort of synthetic skin. Cause I feel like part of like toyeticness in the nineties was making something that you could graft onto or off of anything that there was this odd, like, Oh yeah, well let's have them do science. One of the uh, other things about the factory playset is uh, how disappointed I was when I got it because I remember thinking, seeing the, like the ads for it and thinking, here we go. This is the beginning. We're making action figures at home. This is great. We'll be able to buy this thing and then just start pumping out whatever action figures we want at home. It was, it, it, it sold the concept of the 3d printer decades before the technology uh so they i was slightly disappointed to find out that the figures didn't exactly come out uh looking feeling or even smelling anything (laughs) real action figures oh yeah no totally like 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 i said that those that's that synthetic skin smelled like freaking seaweed or it smelled like sushi and it was just like oh god like it was kind of terrible when you really got down to it and but, but oh my god but probably one of the biggest things that when i actually got that set was i was actually on vacation over in Colombia in south america at the time and me and my uncle we just walked into a toy story that like had like so many just like figures from like years past and all that other stuff. Like it wasn't even like a collectible. It was sort of like a, like a, like a sort of like a second, like, like a, like a place that, that they just go to to basically just throw out all the, all the stuff that the big stores didn't even want. And we found that set at a discount. And I remember bringing that home when I was like five years old. So this must've been like 94 or 93 or something. And I remember only making four figures and then we're about to um, take the flight back home. And then what ended up happening was that playset actually got confiscated at customs. So I couldn't even bring it with me back to the United States. And I, and like, I, I just remember just crying as like a, as like a five-year-old just be like, ah, oh, come on, let, let me just have this. It's a toy. I love this toy so much. And I remember specifically that the figure, you can only make 10 figures. So, or you would only have enough skin to basically make 10 molds of Arnold. And I remember specifically always telling my uncle, no, 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 we can only make four because I want to have a couple of that when I get back home. And then it was just all for naught. And then it and got I confiscated. There right were now. only four endoskeletons. So yeah. you could only like at a time make four with those like skeletons. That's really interesting. I wonder if it was because of the chemicals. I, I think it was probably because of the chemicals, because what ended up happening was customs just basically took it away. Like they wouldn't even let my uncle get it back because immediately my uncle was just like, oh, I, I, I'll get it back and I'll just send it over to you. Like, no, they just they just <laughs> flat out confiscated it. <laughs> I wonder if you could blow up a plane with the chemicals that are in the uh, Terminator 2 place. <laughs> but, but, but it's a funny thing. One We could try. What was that? I have a packaged one, so we could try. Oh my god! But would you would you really open that though? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think you would just have some sort of shrooms trip on those chemicals. Now they've been so old. Well, huh. well, well, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing about the about that place in particular is when Terminator Salvation came out back in 2009, they actually re released this particular set all over again and it it was virtually almost the same thing it was a little smaller than what i recall it being 
but um, instead of instead of you making molds of Arnold, it was actually making molds of uh, what's his name, uh, Sam Worthington's character in the movie. I, I forget what it was. It wasn't the T eight hundred. It was something else entirely. But yeah. it was almost yeah. But it was almost just like basically like they just took the concept of what that original bioskin kit was and they just brought it back in the modern day but um <laughs> but i remember um remember my little cousin lucas um i was starting to show him like just like some movies here and there and stuff like that i had just gone out from um i just come back from college and he was about maybe 11 or 12 at the time too so he was just kind of like oh well you know we just went over to a toy store and we just saw that thing and we were just like oh you know what let's let's get this and then having opened the terminator salvation one and actually putting that kit together and stuff like that just kind of is like a oh just a throwback to yesteryear it's 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 one of those things where i'm like wow when i was a kid i was so easily impressed because as an adult it's just the only thing i was focusing on was just this is so much of a mess this is so much cleanup and again smells like seaweed so you immediately want to throw it out so i mean afterwards we put some we put like i think like what two or three bodies together and then we just basically just ended up setting them on fire (laughs) (laughs) so did you eventually get another set once you got back to the states no 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 it couldn't because because since that set came out back in 91 it was 94 no 93 when when all this was happening so that set was dead and gone by that point in time i'm also kind of surprised that this line because terminator 2 is a a r-rated film yeah and it amazes me in you know not recent anymore but one of the more recent controversies in action figure collecting was the breaking bad toys r us toys and these like well it's an r-rated thing and they're selling it to kids i'm amazed that terminator robocop all of these big 80s and 90s action violent movies that got toys didn't have any of this that we were oddly okay having kids just be like i don't know make the fake bloody arm and rip it off and uh shoot missiles out of your butt who cares well there there was kind of a sense of there was kind of a sense of for lack of a better word the toyicness that came with these figures where they were somewhat cartoony to the point where it wasn't nearly as grim as what the initial movie or the series was presenting them as so like with with the robocop stuff i remember getting that stuff as a kid as well but with the robocop stuff it was just like oh like you know instead of having the um the what's called the claw that comes out of his hand you would just have like you know the freaking um the freaking arm that pops off and you not only had the machine gun but you have like just like some weird rope thing or something like that or even just like the eyes that would light up red like it was it, it, it was it was something that they made a little more cartoony and a little less grim when it came to the figure lines whereas nowadays i mean like with that walter white figure like it's walter white in the hazmat suit uh over at towards Russ. i've seen that so many times over there and that was something where you just go oh god like he's wearing the hazmat suit and then also one of the accessories is a tray of blue shards so it's like oh he's 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 got freaking meth as an accessory i mean i kind of see what the issue was at the i mean what the issue was with the breaking bad figures but in terms of the figures back in the 90s or even the early 80s like there was always this sense of fun to them if that makes any sense also, I think that like these were robots. Like, if you get yes. right down to it, like Robocop, Terminator, these are all robots. I think it's a lot easier to market that sort of thing. There were definitely like controversies like the Breaking Bad controversy in toys around this time. Like, there was a Freddy Krueger doll uh, that came out a couple of years before this that caused like a big uproar and had to be pulled off the shelves. So it happened. Um, it just, it wasn't as consistent. Like you, you had a lot of toy lines based off of R rated properties. Well, and this was also kind of close to the, you know, the guy who ended up doing all the marketing for Sega and the Sega versus Nintendo, where he got up in front of Congress and was like, they're toys who cares. They're not promoting violence. And so it was, it's interesting that like just it being robots, but I guess that makes sense. Cause I remember 
selling M-rated games like Halo to parents. And they were always like, well, it's aliens and robots and the blood's purple. So it's not like Call of Duty. And I was like, well, it, it, you know, it's still a gun. <laughs> it's yeah. also, even though they were R-rated, like these were the movies that kids were watching at the time. Like, yeah, and, and, and like 11 or 12, I think. And like all the kids in my neighborhood were definitely, you know, watching these hard R movies. Either their parents were renting them for them or they were watching them on cable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing we also have to remember, too, is that in 1981, um, Terminator 2 was the highest grossing movie of that year. Like it, it, it shattered all sorts of records. So when you have when you have. um a possibility to sell with something with an IP that that well known and that well established in terms of the box office, it's it's just a, a treasure trove waiting to be exploited. So I think so. I think it, it was a no brainer that uh, that some company, either Kenner or somebody else, would release a figure would release figures later on down the line. Because if I recall, Terminator One never had a figure line at all in 1985 or 84. So, so there was already a built-in anticipation for the sequel. So, of course, they could market it a little more easier. But, yeah, that that, that was a that was a much different time. Yeah. So the movie line got re-released as Cyber Wars, and everything in the Cyber Wars line were pretty much straight-up repaints, with the exception <laughs> of one figure, which was a brand new bad guy that they created just for the toy line. <laughs> and it doesn't look or feel like anything from the Terminator movies. Were they trying to do a like toy storyline? Like a lot of these old lines did that were like, well, he is the big bad or what, what like, was yeah, this big bad? Weird because like this whole cyber wars thing is like a concept like made sense. Because I think it was like basically figures from the like robot wars. Um, but this bad guy, I'm gonna have to look him up real quick. Yeah. I can't remember his name. He was he was uh he was an old man with gray hair, correct? I think so. Because I remember always seeing that figure at the KB Toys, rest in peace, KB Toys. But um I always remember seeing that figure and always just going. I don't want that. Like even as even as a six year old or a five year old, I was like, I sincerely just don't want that figure at all. Why? Why would I want that? <laughs> oh, there was also from that original line the T one thousand that was in the cop uniform. Yes, that transformed. I forgot about that. That was a great yeah. figure. That that was that was the one that I was talking about where he shoots uh, rockets out of his ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. I was thinking because yeah. there were two T-1000s. There was that one, and then there was the one that vaguely looked slightly more like the character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you uh, talking about the one that um, that changes color when uh, when you put it under hot water? Yes, the transforming one. Yes, which, which was great. Um, speaking about the transforming one as well, I find it so great that NECA went out, went out of their way and recreated these figures with Arnold's likeness, with Robert Patrick's likeness, and actually made really good-looking figures out of all those. Like it's 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 something where even if if this line of figures back, if NECA was around back in the '90s, these things would immediately have been a collector's item way back when in the day. But yeah, but no, but, but that was just a great uh, little trip to yesteryear as well. But yeah, it's it's oh, um, I'm finding this guy's name, man. I thought I just found him, but no, it's not him. <laughs> well, I should have uh... meltdown Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how weird like... it is. There's no like. It feels like so much of this line had like the Arctic Batman vibe to it of just like, well, what else can we make him do? He can melt. He can have new accessories. He can be purple now. Like there, there's not really well, enough. What? Oh, I, I, I found I found the name. His name is Tech, like literally T-E-K. Great. 
<laughs> and so then they re-released it for this ride nationwide. They didn't just do exclusive. Okay, so yeah, works are. That's the other that that's another thing that's like super interesting to me is like you. There was a long stretch with no Terminator movies, and they were trying to keep the franchise alive. And this Terminator attraction at Universal was like Terminator 2.1, basically. Mm -hmm. Like it was a sh an interactive show that spun out of T2 and had the actors from T2. It's incredible. So, I'm so sad that it's gone. I, I saw it in Florida when I was a kid. And when I first moved to LA, I went to it. It's great. Well, yeah. And, and the other thing too, was that it was written and directed by James Cameron. Right. So yes. Yeah. So, so since it looked like T2 and they had all of these molds <laughs> around for T2 figures, uh, why not pull those molds out and just <laughs> remake the figures with new packaging? And you had the ride opening up on both coasts. Uh, so they tied it in the release of the ride instead of a movie because it, it was no movie. So the yeah. only real reason this was available in like Illinois is because they needed to keep the brand going. Because there's no way that people in like Mississippi were like huge fans of this ride. It feels like they could have just sold these and the exit store and then yeah, like, but why, why not? Why not? You know, like mm -hmm. for previous to this, they had made up the cyber war thing uh, to get those toys out there. So like, if you're going to use no like tie-in at all, why not use a theme park tie-in? Plus I'm sure universal was putting a ton of money into advertising the attraction. So you get to piggyback on that advertising and turning it into kind of an event because they were trying to sell that attraction is almost Terminator three. Yeah. Right. I mean, even, even Cameron has gone on record basically saying that uh T two battle across time was supposed to be a stepping stone towards a third theatrical production eventually. But then as soon as he was done, he was just like, I can't come up with anything that's even remotely in the same league as the first two films. So I'm just going to walk away from it. And then that's where we got a uh, rise of the machines, which rise of the machines had movie tie-in figures, but they were done under a specialty company, which was McFarlane at the time. So it was just, it was, it, it wasn't a national, it wasn't as big as the Kenner line, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I definitely stopped paying attention after, after the theme park ride. Hmm. That's uh, so did the audience for the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I saw another Terminator movie after T2. Look, the ending of three is great. The rest of that movie is fine. Four mm -hmm. is bad. Uh, five is worse. And Dark Fate's pretty good. I don't think that movie gets enough credit. I, I really like Dark Fate. Like Dark Fate was probably the the sequel that I've been waiting for since I was a kid. But would I put it in the same league as one and two? No, one and two are in their own league entirely. Uh, Dark Fate is about as close to a good Terminator movie as we've gotten. And I mean, so, but, but yeah. So they're, they've re-released these same figures three times, which means they've had endless opportunities to, they've now also had Terminator comics. There's been arcade games, NES games, SNES games. Is there anything that these lines didn't make that you wanted to see? Was there ever a moment where you were like, well, why aren't we just making these figures? Because the Terminator world. I mean, there could have been a Sarah Connor. In that, the that, that's the <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that, well that, 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 was, that was the biggest thing for me was Sarah Connor, because if you look at the alien lines, Ripley was, they put out like a Ripley figure just, just because that's one of the lead characters in that franchise. And also with a badass to Sigourney Weaver, you could also sell that to both girls and boys. And it always just kind of surprised me that the second most badass character in all of cinema never got her own figure in the 90s. And that to me was always kind of disappointing. Like I always wanted to see a, a Kenner a T2 um, Sarah Connor figure at some point, but 
that, but yeah, no, that was probably the only thing that we didn't get. Um, the other thing I really wanted to see was I wanted to see the hunter killers as a vehicle playset, which I don't recall that being ever released either. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But, well, that's crazy. So now I guess, <laughs> is there any appeal to going back as an adult for these figures? Is there any, anything they're doing? Cause now we have reaction figures. NECA's made Kenner tribute figures. We have so much Terminator stuff now uh they're almost doing a better job with these toys than the studios are doing with the movies <laughs> so is there like is there any vintage reason to collect these or is it just kind of like ah, eh, they were here we repainted them the ride was great and now we can just let NECA take the wheel uh for me personally uh with the old kenner figures i still have a couple of them back over at home and while I do love the figures still, and they they still hold a special part of me um, to that point in my life, it's it's almost purely based on nostalgia. I mean, even with honestly, with what NECA's been doing with the Terminator line has been superb all the way through. Like just giving us not only a Sarah Connor figure, but also giving us a T one thousand figure, various different forms of the T one thousand that you had in accessories that was just that's just outdoing anything of what they did way back when it's purely a nostalgia thing, but it's not necessarily to say it's bad or it's horrible. Or it doesn't hold up. It's just one of those that I think that we're producing such like, like you said, Blake, the toy lines are doing much better with the property than the, than even the studios are doing right now. And that's a huge testament to the figures that are coming out today. Like the figures that NECA just put out where it's all the Kenner tributes they perfectly sum up exactly what the nineties did right with those type of figures where like, you know, you would replace Arnold's entire arm with a giant rocket launcher. Why not? Like, you know, these were meant to be played. These weren't meant to be displayed, but, um, but yeah, no, they, they, they still hold a special part to me, but in terms of going back to them, they're, they're great. They're great little nostalgia pieces for myself. If that makes any sense. I think so. I think the two pack they did for Sarah Connor and John recently oh. for NECA was phenomenal. Justin, oh. you said you thought that this playset was going to be the future, that you could make anything. What figures did you want to make with it? I, you know, anything like just the idea of being able to make figures like sounded so cool. Um, I, I almost. I didn't know the only thing you'd be able to make is naked Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, well, 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 that was the thing that, that me and my uncle did as soon as we got the first line was, I mean, as soon as we got that biosynth thing was the fact that, um, you know, we did the first one. And then I remember even as a kid, just being like, okay, well, this is kind of stupid. And then my uncle who's a painter basically got all his acrylic paints out. And basically as soon as we made, two more bodies we we actually just went ahead and just started repainting the entire figure with the black clothes even though it probably looked stupid way back when as a kid that was something that was just like oh that's that is honestly what started me on this path with customizing figures because blake has seen some of my figures from NECA that i've actually taken apart and re-put back together i mean most i mean most recently i uh took my um my NECA xenomorph and actually gave him a clear a clear uh, transparent dome and actually put in a couple of the details inside the skull that Giger had in his original design. And that all stems in some way, shape or form to that magical week I had with that Biosyn playset <laughs> with my uncle. Like it's, 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 it's one of those that again, um, again, like, like you put it so perfectly, Justin, that it was, the start of being able to create your own figures and you thought you were going to be able to do more, but then it just ended up just kind of being like a one-off, which was kind of sad, but yeah. <laughs> and maybe if it had been a sort of thing, like if there had been a scene in the movie where like an army of naked Schwarzeneggers attacked that I wanted <laughs> to like recreate, then it would have been like the perfect toy. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they did do an entire um, teaser trailer for T2 that was just that entire scene that actually was directed by um, by uh, Stan Winston at the time. And oh. it was just that entire it was just that entire place that pretty much. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was any other line of toys back then based on a theme park attraction. I'm not coming up with anything. Maybe Haunted Mansion. I thought I thought Back oh. to the Future had a couple of figures for the ride. They may have had a vehicle. Man, I don't know. Because now you can go to Target and buy figures based on the Star Wars lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to look into that. That's interesting. I'm surprised they haven't tried to make any sort of like build your own toys now. I mean, I know Funko has the like, buy a blank one and paint it and do your thing. But I feel like with the way a lot of the toy community is now with sharing and videos and photos that that sort of do it all yourself would have more appeal. Looking back, like I really read into it the wrong way because you guys are right. It was more like a science kit. It was more like one of those sort of like creepy crawler science kit things that you would see at the time and less of a like action figure production factory. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I just like saw it and thought, here's the answer to my problems. I can just (laughs) make as many action figures as I want at home when really it was more of a science kit. Yeah. And and the, uh, sorry. And the other thing I forgot to bring up too, with all those endoskeletons, they had no mobility whatsoever. They were just, they, they, they just stood up. You couldn't bend the arms. You couldn't do anything with them. Only thing you could do was chip away at their skin. And that was it. <laughs> and, 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 and there, there was even that moment where, um, where we're like, like, I remember, I remember literally cutting into the head of the TA hundred and then just there was all this skin all over it and a tiny little T-800 head just in there. Terminator 2. I'll be back. Well, then that's our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can, of course, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can follow us on How Do You Figure PC on Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group, How Do You Figure Podcast, and a YouTube channel, How Do You Figure I'm at, as always, Blake. Justin is at Tournament of Nerds. I do two other podcasts about movies. You can't do that anymore, and Hollywood already did it. Andres, you can find him at Galaghost, and he has a motion comic coming out. Friday, March 5th, and you can find it at tinyurl.com slash sound of one hand, and it'll be released at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and there you go.